This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Garmin and their Forerunner 965 GPS smartwatch, which goes beyond the basics, offering detailed insights into your running dynamics, VO2 max estimates, heart rate variability, recovery times, and much, much more. Visit garmin.com.au for more details. Episode number 321 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for the last time in 2023. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas out there and a good festive season. We're back. We're working on Boxing Day. Double rates today, according to Croaks. He was just telling me off air, so I'm looking forward to getting paid twice as what we do every other week. Uh, big show coming at you. Bit of running news here. Got some good segments with some training talk, some uh, listener questions, Moose on the Loose. No whispers, so we'll probably skip over that, but we will do a bit of a summary of what's coming up next week with our award show for the uh, 2023 Distance Running of the Year Awards. Welcome to my co-host is up in Canberra. Bradley, how are you? Not too, bra- not too bad, Brady. Um, just telling you off air, a little bit tired, just coming down from all the, the Christmas festivities and excited kids and early wake-ups. Oh, it hits you, doesn't it? Yeah, like I'm like yes, I was pretty relaxed, but I'm bloody tired today for some reason. Yeah, how are you, Moose? How are you going? Merry Christmas to you, also. Yeah, I'm going all right, thank you. Just wondering what an early wake up is for Croaks before nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely before nine. I think it was uh, it was maybe just before six, which is early for me. That is early for you. Yeah. Yeah. How's the South Coast, Moose? Busy. A few people would have come into cool. town today, wouldn't they? Mate, I. I didn't get outside my, um, what do they call it, radius. I'm back on the COVID program. <laughs> it's, <I'm> fu- in- <laughs> it's funny you say that because I said to Carly yesterday driving home from a family gathering, like I know this is a bad joke because it, you know, COVID lockdowns really did impact people's businesses and stuff, but I wouldn't mind seeing Dan Andrews on the news and just saying we're locking everything down for seven days. I just want yeah. no visitors. I don't want to see any family. I just want to do running routine and just have my family in this household for a week straight. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what I'm doing. So I'm not going to the shops. Won't be going to cafes. I've got a little event that, like the Roo Runs on tomorrow. We're sponsoring that, so we'll be down there for um, in the in the community there. But the weather's so shitty. I just I can't see it being the same vibe as it has been. You know, you're not going to hang out at the finish line when it's pouring rain, before or after. You racing? I'm not racing it. I've got to work out tomorrow morning. Well, defending champ, hometown race, not there. Yeah, I've, there's only so much you can do, isn't there? How many times are you going to win it before it gets old? I reckon you've got to win I'm... 10. You win 10 of them and then you hang the, <laughs> hang the spikes up. Uh, no, I said to Toby, I'm like, Toby, this is all yours now. I'm passing the mantle across. You've got to, you've got to um, step up here. Don't get beaten by any blow-in tourists. 
you're a local in Anglesey. This is your time now. He's lived there for, what, 10 months and he's a local? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you live here. He's you're a local. There. He oh. gets his mail delivered there. He lives there. He, he resides in Anglesey. Yeah, fair enough. I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Uh, let's talk some running boys. Croaks, you want to go through your week first? Uh, yep, I can kick it off. Uh, yeah, so Tuesday was my first run for the week. Uh, and yeah, it was a session Tuesday. Yeah, actually, we trained Tuesday morning instead of the afternoon just to um, beat the heat mainly. Um, so yeah, session was eight by three minutes off one minute, pretty much standing sort of walking rest. Um, so we just did this at Lake Burley Griffin, just four reps out, four reps back. Um it went pretty well. Like I started at three sixteens uh, for the first couple, um, and then went three fourteen, three twelve, three ten, three oh nine, three oh eight, three oh five. So averaged, yeah, probably around three elevens. Um, and yeah, like the standing rest makes such a difference in terms of just being able to get out a little bit more quality um, and feeling good doing it versus like one minute sort of jogging recovery. So felt pretty smooth running running those paces. So. Uh, yeah, did that with with Zach, so it was good having some company. Uh, and then on Wednesday, I did 70 minutes, so a little bit longer than the previous week. So that was just over 16k, 4.17s out at Mulligans. Uh, then Friday was the next session. Uh, actually, wore the um, the uh, was it the new Mizuno, so the Wave Rebellion, Rebellion Pro 2. Pro 2, yeah. So that was the first time I'd actually put them on, like straight out of the box. Um, so session was three sets of six-minute tempo, two-minute pretty hard, and then 90 seconds jog. And um, I didn't feel like – I didn't feel great on this run. Um, I don't know whether it was – a the shoes, whether it was just being a bit sort of locked up through my hips. Um, like on paper, it actually looked, oh, I probably just ran too too hard. Um, so the six-minute reps were 323 pace, 323, 321, and then the two minutes was 310, 308, 304, and the 90-second jogs were close to four-minute Ks. But it was another morning session, and I, I find the some of the morning sessions, when, I, when I'm not sort of loose through my back and my hips, I don't feel like I get myself into a really good running position. And I feel like these shoes, like you need to be in a really good position in terms of like hips nice and tall and just really hitting the right spot. Whereas when I'm, uh, yeah, when I'm not moving well, I'm very much like hips are low, feel like I'm sort of really heel striking a lot. So I felt like a little bit unstable in these. Um, that being said, look, I, I averaged 322s for for 8k um which you know is probably the fastest i've run you know continuously or over that sort of period of time and and the other thing i'm finding is continuous sessions at the moment because i'm not running that many miles the, the continuous sessions definitely become a grind sort of half to three quarters of the way through but i was definitely running probably too fast for this uh yeah for this session i probably should have been maybe five seconds a k slower on everything um but yeah, so I'll I'll wear them again. I'll wear them again. Um, I think it's a shoe that probably, uh, yeah, need to wear a few times. And and as I said, like hit, hitting the right spot. Um, then that was yes, that was Friday, Saturday, uh, 36 minutes. Uh, wore my heart rate strap um, for this just to see how I was going. I was actually pretty happy with it. I, was, I averaged 422s, and my heart rate was I think like low low 130s maybe. Um, and then on Sunday, uh, I ran with Rob. So it was 
uh, yeah, that was, it was a pretty humid day. Um, there had been some rain around, but we didn't get rain during the run. And I wanted to wear my heart rate monitor again, but I was like, oh, it's just going to chafe me if I run like an you know, hour 45. But I put a bit of body glide on Moose that you gave me. And uh, yeah, worked a treat. Did not have any chafe from the heart rate strap at all. And it was quite a sort of muggy day. Um, didn't slip yeah, down so or anything? No, no. No, it didn't, didn't move at all, but had absolutely no chafe, which normally, like if I hadn't had that on, I'd be I'd jump in the shower afterwards and it would sting. So that was a win. Um, yes, yeah, so I was 25K, 419s. Uh, I think average heart rate was low 140s. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was a week of 180, oh, sorry, not 183, 83K, which, uh, yeah, is my biggest week since, since June. So 10K, 10 beats per minute higher. But similar pace is that because like the weather you reckon, or like it got higher because you were out there like later? Yeah, well you're going to get a few. Um, like oh, yeah. your heart rate's going to get higher. I'm just looking at that know, now. Yeah, being out there and being dehydrated, but also the loop that I did in Mulligans on Saturday doesn't have as much elevation as the Sunday one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, it's actually up up more 140 from a couple of k's in, isn't it? Yeah, because like if you look at the elevation, like I would have had probably 60 k. Oh, sorry, 60 metres of elevation over 8K on on Saturday, so less than 10 metres per kilometre. Yeah. And then on twenty on the 25K, I had 315 metres. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's definitely a hillier, Couple of different hillier run. Yeah, but it felt, but the Sunday run felt, like that pace felt pretty comfortable, and I think 142 for a long run. Uh, yeah. or one, oh, actually 141, sorry. So, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a Yeah, lie. that's not out of control at all, is it? don't think so good work <laughs> biggest week you're allowed to go over 70 <laughs> i don't know i haven't heard from my cardiologist um nah, but on yeah. christmas holidays a good week to try it out yeah so not working. Uh, yeah so 80 odd last week um uh, might go about 90 this week just stick at 80 i reckon <laughs> what's the difference between 80 and 90 Nothing. well big difference if you, i want to get fit are you chasing k's <laughs> for like end of year you want to round nah, it off not, to a certain well, number no, because of my year, I didn't run for like nearly well, a third of it. So no, my, my my case for the year, no, I just want to start running more so I can actually start to feel just fitter. Like, you know, I can only get so fit off 70K weeks. You're going to hit 4,000 though. You're at 3,974. Uh, really? Yeah. You only need 26 and you're going to hit 4,000. Yeah. I don't know. Like there was at one point though, I sort of had a bit of a, an issue with my Garmin, similar to Moose, where I had my um, my Garmin music watch, which Viv had been using for a period of time, and uh, I then just synced it with Garmin Connect, and so all of her runs were added to my Strava. So I'm not sure that that's that accurate for this year. Okay. I love yeah. that you guys have having issues with your wives using your watches. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think I don't I don't reckon I would have run that many Ks. Well, next year. week, I'm going to ask you how many Ks have you run for the year and a few highlights of your running year and reflections on 2023. So get it right between now and next week if you can, please. Yeah, I don't think that'll be happening. I'm not get going it, to go through. Get the calculator out. <laughs> go clean the data up. <laughs> clean it up. We want a good reflection of the data. Moose, yeah. what have you been doing? Bloody big week from you. Light it's a bit up longer than, yeah. Well, I, had a, I was coming off an illness, so I had a real low week which makes it a bit easier to get up and about so i i monday for me was more like a uh session because I, sunday was a nothing so i went out and ran down 
in Aries, ran with um, Ali. We ran, I think she had 10K. So I did 10K just with her and then I went into a progression where I aimed every 2K, I increased the pace. So I ran 330, 323, 317. And I did this on the Bark Hut loop, which is like a 1.something K loop near her house, just below the lighthouse down there. That was all right. Uh, it was just good to get back into it. Now, like I was feeling still a little, a little bit unnatural, we'll call it, just because of the the virus sort of hanging around a little bit. But that sort of, I reckon that run, it it, it reset everything for me. And after that, I could get going a little bit. So I, I ran in the afternoon. I ran with the girls. What's that mean? I reckon that means post-catch. Oh, I reckon Tiggy, maybe Tiggy and Ali. Oh, and um, Sadie, Matt Gunther's baby, come along to um, our house that afternoon. So I went for a run after they popped around 30 minutes. And then the next morning did a little trail run around Anglesey. Treddy and the Arvo. Then the workout on Wednesday, first marathon session of the block. The session was 5K, 4K, 3K, 2K. And in between, I had floats of 2K, 1.5K, 1K. Now, the, the marathon pace at the moment for me is a little kind of unknown. But I would like to run under 2.20 at Osaka. So I sort of use maybe 3.18 to 3.20 as a bit of a, a start point. So and and this this workout felt pretty good to me. So I ran 5k. It was 317 pace. Then I floated 2k 339. Then 316 for the 4k 341s. 318 for the 3k 339 and 316 for the 2k. So that workout was that's a good that was a good workout. It felt pretty good. I I did. The, maybe the last rep, I started to feel like I was sort of reaching a little. Maybe it went outside the rhythm that I would like for marathon pace. But it, it I was also expecting that because it was the first workout of the block. And it was 18.5K, just over an hour of, of solid running. I think an hour, two, and average 3.23. So I did get fatigued, especially through the hamstrings. Not so much aerobically. Like I felt fine, like I felt like I could have picked it up if I wanted, but the the, the legs just aren't really conditioned to the, the the duration of that workout. And that's what I'm hoping will improve as the um, block goes on. And all up, that was 18 and a half, like 21, maybe like 25K for the day, for the morning. Good, I took a good workout. Yeah, it was good. It's nice to, to lock into it. A marathon type effort and I, I do really like this type of workout what and, and 14k I'll... worth of pace work five four three yeah 14k how do you yeah. feel on the floats that's always a good question when you're doing this stuff like are you like feel like and you're putting the brakes on the floats or you got to keep working a bit the so before this started I gave myself the option of floating or jogging depending on how I felt mm -hmm. I think at the, the start of the block Sometimes you need a jog in between if you're not strong enough. But 
as soon as I finished that 5k rep, I looked down, I'm like, oh, I'm still running 325s. I need to slow down. And But I had to really force myself to slow down. The right. floats were, That's yeah, the floats were easy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I did feel good on the floats. Like, it, it, I had to, I had to really, like, keep the, the gears locked in. Um, otherwise, it would have been easy to get carried away there. As I, I think I ran 8K the next morning, and then on the treddy for 35 minutes um, in the Arvo. I uh, still doing those doubles that are two small ones. Ran with Bree and Pia on whatever day that was. She, they were on the bike. Uh, and then on su- Sunday morning, I did a, my next workout, which was also a long run. So the long run was 22K steady. And then we changed shoes and we went into a 14K progression. The same area, same location. And it was also five, four, three, two. So it was the same. It wasn't the same workout, but it was the same sort of structure, which I didn't even really plan that at all. It just worked out like that. So it looks a bit funny. So the 22K, it was <laughs> um, Will, Kieran, who we met a bit later, Ali, and um, Ali's dad came on the bike with, with drinks. So we ran, what did we run? Uh, well, I, we ran 22K, but I broke it up because there were certain segments into the, the wind and, and on roads. And, and so I, I lapped my watch when I wanted a more accurate feedback on what my paces were. So I think we averaged maybe 353s for that 22K all up. And then I went into the workout and my... The, the goal was to progress each block. So my, my aim was 5K at 325 to 330, 4K at 320 to 325, 3K 315 to 320, and um, 2K at 310 to 315. There were no gaps in this. And I went um, 326, 320, 312, 309. And I was working hard at the end, no doubt. That last 2K, that was, that was um, a tough a tough finish to the run, to, to run that pace. But it gave me a lot of confidence that I can can reach those paces even after 36K of running. And the middle the middle laps of this actually was felt really comfortable. So I, I felt locked in at around that sort of 318 type pace and it felt like I could keep going forever. Well, not forever, but you know, like I could finish the run fine. Just excuse me one second. That's fine. Have you looked at Will's heart rate here, Croaks? The other guy doing the workout? Mm, no, I haven't. Click on his file. He's like sitting at 160 for his progression. I'm not sure that's too accurate. Okay. But yeah, because Will... Looks good, yeah, doesn't it? I'm not sure that's accurate. He Will did drop Ali towards the end, which not, a, not too much business doing that from Willie. He hasn't broken 230 yet. Yet he's out there dropping the two... 26 girl, bit of a flex early in the marathon block, uh, especially when he's like helping Ali a lot with the, the workouts. But yeah, so just that last 2K he took off on her. But for for reference, I know that we talked about it in the the monthly show with Sinead and Ali. They discussed this workout. 
we did adjust it slightly from what was discussed, but um, Ali ran it really well too. So, did uh, you adjust it because of Sinead's reaction to it? No, okay. no. Because when Sinead's the... questioning like workouts being difficult, I was like, that's a good sign that that must be hard. Yeah, Sh- Sinead you know ran I mean? like thirty. What? How far did she run? Thirty-five k or something at three fifty-fives on Sunday. So I'm not sure why she should be worried too much about weight. <laughs> uh, and she she can do anything you, she wants. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No, it, it was a good workout. It was. It, we needed to change it. It got changed, and I think everyone really enjoyed it. We. It was the first. Well, it was the last run before the weather's come in and to- made running fucking miserable down the coast. So it was nice. Is it just cold and stormy down there? Is that oh, what you mean? Windy, rainy, the trails are a mess, it's muddy. It's just not an enjoyable time to go out for a run. It's, mm. it, it doesn't feel like summer at all. But yeah. that was my week. Gee, it'd be interesting to see what my mileage was. I'm going to have a quick squeeze of that because... Mm. 150. 150, yeah. Okay. I didn't do a Sunday long run the week before, so I didn't have to recover from that. So that's how I got 150 this week. Hey, can you talk about the Alpha Fire Threes? A couple of photos here, a couple of comments about it being the goat. Yeah, I love it. So I I got a pair through um, Chris Cook, who is one of the product designers at, at Nike, and he sent me a pair. I cheekily asked him for one. He sent one over, and then um, we got a pair through the Shoe Geeks sort of set up as well. Uh, I know Tom Tom organized with with Nike Australia to get us a pair. So Tom Knitter and myself, um, we got a pair rock up the day after I got this first pair, and so that was a bit of a treat. It's 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 probably the the smoothest shoe that I've put on from Nike in the race range that I've ever put on. So like the transition underfoot, they got rid of the gap between the forefoot and the the rear foot. So you know in the Alpha Fly, those pods used to sit, and they used to sit kind of at external to everything else and and it created a real sweet spot that you 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 needed to hit in order to really feel the shoe respond doesn't have that anymore so it's full contact the outer sole that strong um forefoot rocker is it's more aggressive in this shoe than in the last shoe so you feel yourself being rolled forward a little bit more strongly than the, the alpha fly one and two uh, the upper is a little bit more forgiving, so it's not as harsh through the forefoot. And then the arch pressure, which is the main criticism of Alpha Fly 2, was that there was a lot of people suffered blistering and suffered irritation through the arch. That's gone in this. I didn't feel that one bit. So there is a little bit, like the cuff just around the, um, the ankle there, I, f- I felt that sort of press into my ankle bone a little bit but that was only at the start and then it disappeared um the the foam is zoom x it feels just as good as any other model from from nike like in their race range it's softer than a vapor fly yeah i don't know what any other specific questions sold it i reckon sounds good when is it jan 8th or something like that uh, Jan 4th, official drop, but I think in Australia in stores, they're going Jan 11. Okay. How's the not... knee, Moose? All good? Knee's really good, thanks. Yeah. Haven't really felt the knee much. 
got a little bit of shin pain, uh, which I've, I don't know what it's from, but just a little bit of like medial tibial shin stuff. That's about it. Had a sore back driving too much Christmas Day. But otherwise, all good. Got a session lined up tomorrow at Deakin on the track. Crew will go in there. Got a bit of an Osaka crew going on. Uh, 10K is next weekend too, isn't it? Yeah, next week. Bit of bad timing for that, isn't it? Um, why? Oh, you know, just when you're putting together a program and you're like, oh, there's a race there. Just when, yeah, you, when you want to lock in bit. a bit. But you also get a chance to use it as a bit of recovery week, like a taper week. Yeah, that's early and then enough. You, yeah, you can re- you recover after it, and you you get a chance to to really bury yourself. Yeah. Which is um, which you don't really get a lot in the marathon block. Archie was sniffing around that today. Actually, is there prize money? I said I'd ask you about it. Nah, no, mate. He does just pass the event. Just pass all the what? questions. Just he just asked me, do I know if there's prize money? We'd run, you can't just go around to these community 10Ks cleaning up the fucking 100 bucks they got an offer. Isn't he loaded? Doesn't he have like four houses in Miami? Yeah, property guy. Big property guy. Hey, just pass on the question. Let me tell you about my week. How's a good week from you though, Moose? You going to keep that mileage that high? Uh, probably not that high. That was a bit of an anomaly, I reckon. Because you could, yeah, get going on the Monday because you weren't yeah. recovering the off mon- the Sunday. The Monday I had 8K, all of a sudden 140 turns to 150. Yeah. Hey, do you fellas ever have like themes when you start the week? Like Croak's your theme at the moment is trying to gain fitness, so you're pushing the envelope a bit there. Moose, yours is kind of like start the marathon block kind of theme. You guys do that often? Uh, Sort of. Not really. Sometimes it's just sustained fitness. Sometimes it's recover. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's like a a purpose for the week, I guess. Yeah. My theme this week was to get out of the hole I put myself in the week before. That's why I'm asking that question because I was just tired the back end of last week. Two shit sessions last week where I DNF'd both of them. So I'm just like, this week, let's just try to back things off a bit, get some good sleep, get out of this hole, um, and then bed on the school holidays and start fresh kind of today or yesterday. It's kind of the new week. So Monday, I did 13K in the morning, 4.43s, and then I went to the gym and got on the treadmill there in the afternoon. I must say, I'm quite enjoying treadmill running. Never thought I'd say that, but I am. It's like I now take the iPad to the gym and like watch stuff on Netflix while I'm running. Um, quite enjoyable. Time goes pretty quick. Just for the easier runs, I mean. Like I'm not doing workouts and stuff on there, but I'm liking it. I reckon he would have given us a bit of shit before Moose. Mm, yeah. About Freddy. Yeah, when we both had treadmills. Two, and I this time was... last year or two years ago, you guys were doing like whole segments on which treadmills to buy and this and that. And... Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yep. You know, I like it. Time goes pretty quick. Um, Tuesday. Get, oh, yep. You get to flex to all the... Um... Or your your buddies in there? Not when I put like, it on twelve. I put it on twelve. On? I put it on twelve k an hour, and I sit at about one hundred and twenty five beats per minute, and then just like, yeah, watch documentaries. So I'm not I'm not really showing off, but I'm tempted to sometimes. Just ramp it up. Well, Take the your other, shirt off. The other no. The other day I accidentally hit. Um, I went to hit twelve k an hour and accidentally hit twenty two k an hour, and like the treadmill picks up quick, and I'm just like shit. I'm trying to push the buttons to slow it down, and we were running at about two fifty pace, and I'm just like yeah, nearly come off it. But um, that would have been embarrassing. Tuesday, did uh, 18K with some strides. So this week I also went to the Wednesday workout. So just easy jogging Tuesday, 7K in the afternoon. Wednesday was the last day at school. So this was like the last workout I was kind of doing with work, you know, getting workouts finished to rush to work. Did Moose Fartlek. 
with the goal to like just don't DNF it, like just feel good, kind of be a bit conservative. It was really windy, about 25k an hour, so I kind of went around this like two and a half k block, so I didn't have massive stretches into the headwind, and I hit 8.9k, which was um which was nice. So about 307 average for the three minutes, and then probably like 255 for the one. So that was good, considering it was like 6.30 in the morning. Um, didn't jog in the afternoon because we had our like second Christmas work party like after the last day of school. So um, had a couple of beers there. Thursday, 16K in the morning at 4.32s and then 7K in the afternoon. Friday, I did 20K. I listened to the monthly with Sinead and Ali, which I thought was good, Moose. I was going to ask you, I've got here in my notes, ask Moose if Ali survived that Sunday workout, but you've already spoken about that. But I you... didn't ask the question you wanted me to. Either. What question? You did. You wanted to ask about a marath- what marathon you got coming on and about a contract. I'm, I was going to say, I'm not going to ask questions about a contract break. No, I never said that on air last week. I was just in the show notes, but I thought that's probably an inappropriate question, so I didn't say that on air last week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. well, so we're on the same page there. Did want me to ask. <laughs> you, you kind of did ask what marathon she got coming up because she told us what races she's yeah, got coming up and there wasn't just, marathons. No, nah, just half marathon. So you assuming there's no marathon? Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I well, thought no, from that question. I, thought London, I think yeah. London's a pretty healthy um, uh, race for her in terms of like contract stuff, but it's, it's perilously close to the next marathon block when you're running a marathon in, in, in April. Do you think there's and, risk involved too? Yeah, I do. Yeah, if I she do. goes out in super windy or slow and runs 225. Oh, no, not like that. Do you think like I mean, that? Yeah, no, I don't. I think there's more of a risk to the fitness thing than to the, um, like, yeah, because I guess, direction. because yeah. if, yeah, if she runs a super, well, she'll run a really quick half marathon and she'll do the pace and job at um, Nagoya. So that will tick the prove the fitness thing. Which then just goes next to the two twenty one. I don't think she has to be proving the fitness. Like she's run the fastest of the three, yeah. and, and she's she, Australian record holder. It was yeah. fourteen can't months ago you, though. You can't, Thirteen yeah, months you, ago. Yeah, but I know I agree that. with you, but I'm just arguing the other side. And I don't think a race in February proves fitness for for something in August. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. Like, yeah, I, I'd say if she's like, it's not like there's there's no communication at all going on so if if she gets a stressy and she's out for like it's a real bad one and she's out for six months maybe then there's got to be a proof of of some sort of fitness but if she's just running along then i don't think no i don't think you need that yeah well we'll watch won't we um then i did what uh yeah so 20k in the morning listening to that and then 7k in the treaty in the afternoon Saturday did 13k and then just did some surges pretty much every time I watched ticked over a k after the fourth k I just gave it a squirt for 20 seconds and then the afternoon did six and a half k at 444s and then Sunday I did a 4k warm-up and then I did 15k at like 90% my goal marathon pace so that was around about 340s and then I went into 15k at 95% my goal marathon pace which was 328s and I was a bit quicker than that probably average like 325s and then 2K cooldown to get it to 36K for the morning, um, which was probably a bit on the conservative side. I know earlier on in that morning, Moose, you were telling me to do something a bit harder, but I reckon just given my purpose for the week and it was a bit warmer, like it was probably close to 20 degrees for that last 15K, um, I just wanted to get one on the board this week and just hit this week now running and a bit more confidence in my hat kind of thing. So 
Um, what pace did you end up running it? The whole 36k. Yeah. 336. Oh, no. the, 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 um, the tempo section. Like Did you the, do a warm-up? The 30K would have been like, I don't know, 330-ish maybe, 332 average for the 30K yeah, in the okay. middle. Um, See, which I mean, like... it's, it's not bad. It's not bad, but I reckon, I reckon I would do that slightly faster if I were you. I've done 34K and I reckon 30 or 32K before at like that last 15 effort. Last 15 effort. So like that 325-ish. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's where I got it. I, when I reckon when you had write my program for Rotterdam, it was that. I reckon you gave me 32 or 34K at about 325s and I did that. But that's something I want to progress to in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So I just wanted to get this one done first. And like, you know, last week I bombed out of 3x3K three three at 325 pace. So seeing 15K at 328s after 15K steady kind of scared me a bit because I thought I was cooked. But, so you uh, want to you want to progress your pace rather than the distance? No, nah, I want to go distance as well. So say that was 30K with 90%, 95%. I'd love to get to like two or three weeks time and do like the whole 30K at 95%. To 97%. Yeah, depending on heat, because I think 95% and solo and kind of like, I think that's sometimes 97% could be nearly 100% effort you're putting in. Yeah, 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 that's fair enough. And when you go on 32, 34, I reckon you've got to stay. I reckon I've burnt myself in the past and that's almost looked better than my race. You have to be experienced, I think, to be able to um, make changes on the fly to that one. Yeah, yeah. Because that is a real... Um, a real risky one. There's like a lot of potential to really fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is why I want to jump through this hoop before trying that hoop. Yeah. Our man Chriso probably does a bit too much of that. Did you see that video I was yesterday? Chriso just given Sandro Moen an absolute earful. Christian. How good was it? You didn't even recognize it was him. Big, big dog coach on the bike. It was an old video, but I loved it. Week of 166k. Let's thank some Patreon supporters. Whip through this running news. And then we've got Roman Nath Pierce from Garmin coming on, boys, at 8 p.m. So we've got about 20 minutes. Croaks, who you got? Uh, i got Ben Duncan from Worcester in the UK. Uh, he's got PVs of 851 for 3k, 1521 for 5k, which was at the 2022 Birmingham Uni 5,000 metre race. Uh, for 10,000 metres, he's run 3158 at the 2021 Oregano Project Distance Classic, 69.43 at the Cambridge Half Marathon and 2.28 at last year's Valencia Marathon with a one-minute negative split. So that's how we like to see them run. Uh, he runs for Team Marathon Road and Worcester Athletics Club. So thanks for your support, Ben. Good on you, Ben. Hey, I would have said Worcester for that, Croaks, if I was pronouncing it, but I reckon yeah. you've already practised it. You already well, know you what you're know, doing. If it's the same spelling as like Worcestershire sauce. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're just going with that? You haven't actually confirmed that's how you say it? Well, I'm get, well, that's you know. Nate, that's Nate Pierce was having a crack at you for stuffing up pronunciations last week. Yeah, I know. He'll give it to me when he comes mm. on as well. But now I'm pretty sure that's Worcester. I've got a couple of things to go with him. I've got a couple of things up my sleeve, so we'll, we'll get him. <laughs> Who you got, Moose? Uh, I've got Scott um, Cracker, Krakow, Krakow, Cracker. I reckon it's Cracker. Um, he's from Belmont. He's a good Geelong region cross-country man. Runs for Chilwell. PB, 
This is something yeah. I didn't realize. So here's a PB, 400 meters, 487. 800 meters, 151. Had no idea of this potential, well, not potential, actual history of, of being a real fast cat because uh, he, he's mainly the longer man now. But he's run 1,500 in 4.09, 5K, 16.02. And he's run 10K uh, at Albert Park. In 32.44, Geelong half, 73.05, 2.34 at this year's Gold Coast Marathon. And in twenty, in 2005, geez, that's going back a while, he won the 550-meter handicap at Stall. 550-meter. Mm. What's that? How, what is that distance? Well, that's yeah, a stall distance. They have all different distances. Yeah, well, I, I guess a lot of the handicap races, the 550. Yeah. We look at the hand. Look at the stall gift. It's one twenty. Five fifty yeah. is pretty like, hotly contested. The more I, the more I read about this stall, the less impressed I am. Was Kathy when Kathy Freeman won there? Did she win the four hundred or the five fifty? Crooks, you know. Uh, I think it was, it was the four hundred. There was the four hundred. Yeah. That chick just threw a massive elbow at her. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give her a little nudge. That was my, one of the most epic races at stall. Yeah. Didn't bother her. Good on oh, you, yeah, Scott. Scotty. Good fella. He's a um, he's a regular on the Geelong scene. Runs. Done, I think he does a lot of Geelong cross country stuff too. He's done pretty well at the longer stuff, given he's a real fast twitch man. Yeah, he looks brilliant when he moves. Like, I, we saw him down the track the other day. Watched him cut a few laps, and um, he's good. And making a lot more sense now because I remember looking over the alley and going, "Fuck, he looks good when he runs, doesn't he?" And and knowing that he's run forty eight seven, there's a there's a reason for it. Yeah. You can't run that fast looking poor. <laughs> Scott, can you let me know, was the, was the 400 and 800 like pre, like one stage of your running journey and then the 1500 was when you like a bit later on in life? 100%. Look at it. Stall, know, stall back I... in 2005. So, yeah, so yeah, he's, doing he's... The, he's done the four and the eight then, but you reckon he never did a 1500 and he's only done the 1500 and 409 like in the last couple of years? I reckon that's true because yeah, he, he, he could have smashed 409. He would have run way faster than 409 with 151. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let us know, Scott, just to confirm that. I'm going to thank uh, Sam Thompson from Brisbane. He ran 18.23 earlier this year at the Kendron Park Run, 88 minutes at the Gold Coast Running Festival at 3.08 at this year's Gold Coast Marathon. Pretty sure he's a dad and he's the head of finance, boys. That's a big title, head of finance at VentureCrowd, which is a digital investment platform leveraging the power of crowdfunding for investments that back a better future. So a massive thank you, Sam, for your support, Scott and Ben of the Inside Running Podcast. If this show brings you value, we've been going for six years. If you've been listening for a long period of time and want to help us out, you can start off for, for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. Keeps this show alive each week. We got our bonus content, as Moose said before, monthly show with Ali and Sinead, a bit of a catch-up, monthly show with Christian and Toby as a catch-up, get the show early each week, um, sometimes get the uncut or unbeeped version, not always, we have to beep things illegally at times, and um, yeah, that's just a way to keep the lights on. No, we on. don't. Yeah, I no, think we, we do. Don't. You, I think we, we do. beep things to save your... Your, it wasn't uh, the same either. How Nine... many conflict you might be part of? Moose, <laughs> if, we had, if we hadn't beeped some things, we would not be on the air anymore. We wouldn't be up to 321 beep, yeah, episodes. Beep some, beep some of your things. 
you have 90% of the beeps. What are you talking about? Nah, no. It would have been cancelled for sure. Maybe early days. Yeah, I don't know. So that's where you do that. Patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. Let's whip through some running news. Moose, kick us off with Vic Miles Club. I'm sure you would have been tuned into the live stream watching this one. Yeah, I was actually. Just funnily enough, I got I watched a bit on the treddy, and then I um, had a shower, like went to work. Eight hours later, meat still going. <laughs> they had 44 races, they and there was something like 90 people on a wait list. It is insane what's happening in Victoria at the moment. It's pretty cool actually. So the 1500, when I turned it on. Unsure what we're up to, but I think it was the K. It was like K grade, and it's it's, it's good to watch because what you see is you see a lot of athletes who have no um, intuition about how much they how how they can sustain certain paces. <laughs> so it's really cool. It's it's a little bit funny to watch, but it's also a learning experience, I reckon, because. You see, sometimes it's they go out in 30 seconds, the first 200. So they're going out at like 342 pace for 1500, and they end up running five minutes 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's always fun. And then you also see the, the, the guy who's run five minute pace finish in a 30 second 200 at the very end. <laughs> so he's clearly undercooked it massively, and he just belted it home. So I watched a lot of those races all the way through because uh, I had an athlete running in the, the B-grade race, which was fast. And um, and so I ended up staying up and watching the the, the, the A-grade races. So in the um, women's, Jayla Hancock Cameron ran fast for a Vic Milers meet, 4.12. So solid run there. Stella Radford was second, 4.22. So a big, big win. Over 1,500, that's huge, 10 seconds. Madison King, third in 4.23. In the men's, Will Lewis ran 3.44, which it was a great race from him. He, was, he's, he knows how to win, Will Lewis. He wins a lot of the races he's in. Andre Waring was second in four in 3.44, about 0.3 behind. And Isaac Hockey, 3.47. I, I didn't watch the 800s. I'm not sure when they were on. I missed them. Women's, Hayley Kitching in 208, beat Rochelle Kennedy 209, Sophie Hanlon also 209, and Jack Lunn win the men's 149-45, beat Hayden Todd 149-98, and Matt Hussey 151-65. Hey, Moose, good to see Isaac Hockey back on the uh, results page. Yep. Haven't heard much about him for a while. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been, um, I think he's floated through a couple of groups now. Again, he's back. He's running with, I think it's called Fast Eight Track Club. I believe that's what it. Oh, geez, I might have butchered that. Where's Fast that's, Eight? That's that's Rinaldi. People on that. Yeah. Joey. Dan. I don't. I don't. Hmm. Geez, he's with a new group anyway. Moose uh, got script again here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling now. you, he's, he's he's with a new group. Uh, he he's got potential for sure. He still works. I think he's gone off and he worked overseas for a bit. Uh, so he's he's found his way home, which is good. All right, Croak, so the New South Wales mile has happened. 
Yes, this was on the Saturday night, uh, Bankstown, I think. Uh, Isabella Thornton Bott, she won the women's 5K in 16.30. Bronte Oates was second in 16.52, and Lexi Gilmore third in 17.20. In the men's 5K, Kieran Rushton was first in 14.26. Leo Peterson was second in 14.27, and Josh Phillips, I believe, did uh, a fair bit of pacing. Um, he finished third in 14.32. Uh, they also had a 1,500 in the women's. Ada Rand, uh, she won the race in 4.22. Catherine Maundrell was second in 4.37. And Emily Hopper uh, was third in 4.39. Um, in the men's, Benjamin Thomas, uh, he got the win in 3.43. Jai Perrett second in 3.44. And Stefan Musich uh, was third in 3.46. Fun fact, uh, the winner from both the men's and the women's 1,500 metres finished second at the under 23k races in at Zadapec. So um, they're definitely ones to watch. And like Ben Thomas in particular, I think he's 19. He um he was the guy that like looked like he was almost going to win that 3k in Zadapec. Remember he made that big move with like 600 yeah. to go and, and looked amazing. Um, so that's a pretty big breakthrough for him, I'd imagine. So definitely one to watch there. Um, also and- Ada Crooks. Ada was second to um, Claudia Hollingsworth. And, yeah. and challenged her. Like, it's the most we've seen Claudia be challenged for a while in a junior race. Yeah, and so Ada's run on the weekend, that was a world junior qualifier as well. Um, yeah, which I'm, I'm guessing Ben's also eligible for world juniors. And I'm guessing that's probably a world junior qualifier, 343, I'd imagine, under 20s. Um, anyway, uh, 800s. Women's was won by Natasha Ward, 210. Amy Bennett second in 2.12, and Kristen Cook was third in 2.13. Ben Jagger got the win in the men's, 1.49. David Windybank was second, 1.52, and Alex Talbot third in 1.53. Good work. Good to see some racing happening this close to Christmas. Uh, some more international runner news. Kipchoge and Safan Hassan both announced that you're going to be running Tokyo Marathon. So that whisper from about October, boys, about Kipchoge on Tokyo pays off. Thanks to my friends over there in Kenya for giving me that one. Any surprises here? How fast can Safan Hassan go on Tokyo course? Mm-hmm. Once you run 214 at um at Chicago in her second attempt. Depends on the pacing. Mm, she'll want it quick, is it though. A pace? Is, yeah, well, is it that or is it uh, racing? Who knows? Oh, like, do, they, do they do separate starts? Tokyo. I, I think they do, don't they? Yeah, I think they do as well. I think they do send the women first. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. I remember, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember. I don't I don't know about that. And actually, no, I think the men come across first at finish line. Let's look that up while we're talking. I'll, I'll try and find out. That's really got us. Thanks, Croaks. So they're both going to be there in uh, Feb. Um, and then the other bit of running news, it's that time of the year when the park run world record goes down. Kiara McGeehan, I think she's Irish, she um, ran 15-13 at the Victoria Park Park Run in Belfast. She finished fourth overall in the, oh sorry, fourth at this year's World Champs in the 1500 metres. So if you're ever watching Jess Hull, it's pretty, um, I reckon Kiara McGeehan's always around her moose, has a PB of uh, 355.8. The old record was the Australian Izzy Bat Doyles of 15.25. So we lose as a country. The park run female world record moose. How shattered are you? Uh, no care at all. <laughs> so I, I real I did see that she got that record, but I didn't really pay it much attention. 
I mean, it's a novelty thing to have. Good on her. It brings a bit of um, attention to her and her sponsors, which is always a good thing. Yeah, especially this time of the year when you're a track runner. Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not nothing bad about it. I just, ah. I just don't. We don't need to pay it too much uh, attention. I mean, it's it's park run. Yeah. Who, who knows? Cone got in the wrong spot. We have this conversation every time. Every time it goes down, we do too. Every time, every single time. You're back with some information, Croaks, about those start lines. Uh, I'm trying to find it. I've got a feeling that they actually do start together. Okay. Yeah, I do too. I got yeah. that feeling as well. Just based on, I've got start times here, and it doesn't have like a separate start time for the women. It's just got um, nine ten a.m. start for the marathon. Okay. Yeah. So men paces for Safan and, it, and the, so yeah, it's got wheelchair. So wheelchair go off at nine oh five, and then the marathon at nine ten. So I'm guessing, yeah, they all go together. Yep. So she can request whatever she wants for pacing. Are you ready to take your running to the next level? Introducing the Garmin 4965 GPS smartwatch. Whether you're a seasoned marathoner or just getting started on your running journey, the 4965 is designed to elevate your performance. With advanced features like GPS tracking, heart rate monitoring, elevation, recovery advisor, mapping, and personalized running workouts, all delivered to you via a bright AMOLED screen, this sleek and lightweight device is your key to unlocking your full potential. And with smart notifications, You'll stay connected without missing a beat. Receive calls, texts, and app alerts right on your wrist so you can stay in the zone and focused on your run. Worried about battery life? Don't be. The 4965 boasts an impressive battery life of up to 23 days in smartwatch mode, ensuring that it will keep up with you every step of the way. Upgrade to the Garmin 4965 and experience running like never before. Visit garmin.com.au for more details. Let's go to listen to question, Croaks. We'll get this in before Roman Nath pops in. All right. You want to do the Spotify one, do you? Yeah, Moose and I put our answers in there. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. All right. So question is, uh, top Spotify song slash artist and even podcast for 2023. And that comes in from Road234X uh, on Instagram. What do you got, Brady? Yeah, I don't actually have the song. I'm just trying to look that up now. But I think my top artist, I just had a scroll through this today, was um, Pusha T and Mac Miller. And a couple of my most listened to podcasts were Making Sense with Sam Harris, The Ringer NBA Show, and The Real Science of Sport podcast, which um, I obviously have spent some hours listening to throughout 2023. On the recent one of those, I was just listening to it yesterday, actually, The Science of Sport podcast, they were talking about there was a study about people that specialize early in sport and how that's not a good way to be, you know, we all, we yeah. know that answer. Like it was really yeah, good yeah. actually hearing them talk through the data and stuff. Um, but everyone, you know, the anecdotal thing about, oh yeah, but look at Tiger Woods or look at um, Venus and Serena Williams or whatever, they started early. So that must be why they're successful. Whereas they're actually the outliers, but they're the ones that get the most attention. Well, so, they're, they're the goats, aren't they? They are, if yeah. Talk about, yep. If you look at the goats, are they the ones starting late or are they the ones that mm. are specialising early? It was really but good anyway, yeah. The, I guess the average professional, are they, like, is probably plays a mixture of things. Yeah. Is that, is that what it was? Is that what they said? Oh, look, I didn't pay that much attention to it and I just brought it up here, but I'll recommend people to go listen to it if they want to um, yeah, get more into detail. That's with Ross Tucker. What yep. were yours, Moose? What were you listening to throughout 2023? Yeah, this, was a sh- this is a bit of a shock to me. Because I don't listen to a ton of music. I, I mainly listen to podcasts. But I had Frank Ocean 
and Mac Miller pop up as my two because I did look at the 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 rap the Spotify. I didn't share it on my Instagram, but I had a look at it. They were the two. I had thinking about you, which was a Frank Ocean song. Super rich kids was another one, and Mac Miller's Blue Blue World. They were the three highest listens. And then on Case File, Case File was the best, the, the most listened to podcast. That was easy. And then I listen. I like to listen to shows rather than oh, not. You know how you listen to regular shows up here? They come out every week or whatever. I like to listen to like almost mini yeah series documentary. Yeah, a series is that what they call? Yeah, um, I think so. like seasons. So, yeah, like uh, projects almost. Mm. Or, so I listened to this last one, which Rupert, the last mogul, which was about um, Rupert Murdoch, because I never really know anything about him, but he's like he's the most influential man, or he has been in the world for probably the past 50 years in terms of how he influences the world. And I didn't even know about him at all. And I'm like, everything I watch is fucking touched by him at some point. So that was good. Liar Liar was the um, Melissa Craddock, the um, white collar crime in Sydney. And then Teacher's Pet, Teacher's Pet's a podcast about the teacher who um, killed his wife. So, yeah, that was the podcast I listened to. Do you listen to those while you're running or driving and working and stuff? Both. Okay. Not working. I, I never listen to it working. I never listen to it at home. I'll listen to it running solo or I'll listen to it driving solo. Except one time I made Toby listen to a dog training podcast <laughs> for the whole way. <laughs> into work i'm like toby we're listening to a bit of ivan balabanov and we're going to learn about different quadrants of uh training <laughs> good croaks where were you a bit of taylor swift surely she was up there well, in mine, i reckon she was fourth or fifth well i don't actually have my own spotify account i oh. share one with i share one with viv this is how tidy is moose that is but, sad. That but, is twelve so bucks a month. Sad. But the thing is, like, well, I don't, I hardly use it. Like, the thing is, I don't travel anywhere. Like, I work literally three minutes down down the road. Um, so the only time I use it is like, I, and I have like just the one playlist that I basically I never really update a playlist. So that just keeps um, when I go for a run. It's uh, yeah. Anyway, so. Our top song was "Let It Go" from Frozen, which uh, obviously is played, <laughs> is played in the car a lot with the kids. Um, our top podcast was "Inside Running" because when Viv goes for a run, she listens to the Inside Running podcast. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, like top artists, there's there's definitely some of mine. But then I'm not sure. I'm guessing because when I go for a run, I have a have a playlist and I just have it on shuffle. So depending on what it shuffles to certain artists will come up more often than others. Um, so it's just random, but I've got like Miley Cyrus in there, Amy Shark, Zach Bryan and Slim Dusty. <laughs> so Big there you go. Hey, I've got a question for um, Viv. Yeah. What's, who's her favourite host? Oh, good question. Viv. Uh, Viv. Oh, yeah, good. Ask I've her right headphones now. On. Put her up Viv. spot here. She's probably listening to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Carly listens as well. Brie listens, doesn't she, Moose? Julie must uh, know who's your favourite host on the Inside Running podcast. She said that's a tough one. Who's the faster? Who do you reckon the funniest is? Who's the funniest? It's bad give radio. It, just giving us nothing. Come on, give us something. You've got a choice of two because Brad's not funny. She knows that. 
I'm going to get our, our right. Nathan Pierce in, fellas. But good question there, Croaks. I enjoyed that. Let me see if I can get Nath. Hey, just before I'm talking, Nath, um, did I tell you I got that 100 out of 100 sleep score, Croaks? Yeah. I saw that on Garmin. And I thought you were sleeping in the uh, granny flat. No, no. I've been that way in, you get 100 with two kids. I've been in the main house. Yeah, well, I got the 99, and then people started getting in my DMs about, like, there's a badge if you get 100. Like, it's a real, like, mythical thing if you get, like, 100 out of 100. Like, not many people in the world have got 100 out of 100 before, and I thought it's it was myth- all. It's a mythical thing. On, on that, though, I think Brady, it's called mythical, the mythical badge, huh. isn't it? Something like that. I'm always a bit sceptical of, like, these sort of sleep scores and how they, like, track your sleep. And it's probably one of the questions I'll ask, Nath. But I've, I've consistently been in the 90s every single night since I've worn the watch. But then on Friday, had lunch at my brother's and had a couple of beers there. And then I met up with one of my athletes that afternoon, had another couple of beers. So when was it? Friday night sleep, it was down in, like, the 80s. Just because you I think, understand I think, that, yeah. that alcohol affects your sleep, though, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, but it shows that like I was, like I wasn't sure about the whole whether the watch was accurate with tracking my sleep. But then I did have a sh- pretty shit sleep, so um, due to the alcohol, makes sense. Yeah, mythical sleep badge I got, Moose. I think I've got him on the line here, Nath, one of the uh, big dogs of Garmin Australia. He's also probably the number one trail runner in Australia. Long-time listeners will remember him from uh, his roaming Nath work at our Zatapak watch parties back the last couple of years, so one of the best interviewees getting around. And um, also, I was just thinking about this today, he was one of the stars of our uh, Steigen Hashtag 1 team, the winning team that won the uh, Steigen Hashtag 1 title back in, I'm going to say, 2019, Yeah, December. Nath Pierce, have I got you on the air? You sure have. What a pleasure. How are you, mate? You're in New Zealand at the moment too, are you? Aren't you? Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you all. Um, yeah. In, currently in Queenstown, so living it up. Um, yeah, you've got me on a late hour, but nah, all good. Is that a business trip? Um, oh, well, if you're called trail running business. Professional, yeah. ath- professional <laughs> athlete, mate. This gets written off. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> hopefully uh, the um, tax... Tax accountant will let it fly, but um, nah. So, just here for a bit of a training camp and a bit of a holiday. You going to race it all over there, Nate, or just all training? All training. So I've got to race in February. Um, so I'm just doing a bit of course recce and just sort of get used to these mountains out here. Yeah, and did I see a new sponsor for you over the last like 24 hours, 48 hours on wrapping well, on gear now? Well, Yes, yeah, it's not announced yet, but um, it yeah, is now. Yeah, <laughs> not announced. Welcome. You run with the OAC, mate. You got Craig Mottram, your coach now. Uh, nah, nah, I'll be in my own separate thing. So just sort of the trail, um, sort of part of it. Well, that's exciting. But, yeah. Well, no. Nathan, we have got you here, thanks to Garmin. A massive thanks for our watches over the last. Um, I think maybe three weeks now we've been running with them absolutely loving them we've been comparing sleep scores um croaks was getting words wrong in his uh, pronunciation of the screen last week so we apologize for that we've got a whole lot of like listener questions and patreon questions to kind of throw at you here but um how'd we go firstly last week you're happy with the review we did an okay job yeah nah um besides croaker's bad pronunciation of amoled um not amold but mate, I'm a bit really it was a great I'm a- list I'm a boomer with black and white TV, mate. Cut me yeah. some slack. 
Yeah, well, now, you, now you've got your nice, bright um, AMOLED displays that you can look at. I do. How long have you been rapping one for, Nath? How long have I been rapping? Yeah. Um, oh, probably since June now. So I've had it on my wrist a fair bit, but I, I like to sort of bounce between a few watches just to get used to them all, um, which is a yeah nice luxury to have. And what trends have you seen when people have put on like the 965 that have like grabbed people straight away? Like, is there a trend that everyone goes, hey, this is a standout for me? Well, yeah, I think I the way that I see it is um, back in the day when music came into sort of wearables, that was sort of that big leap forward of where fitness watches can go. And then now with the AMOLED display and just sort of there, that user experience is just sort of that next notch up. So it's that next chapter. Um, so every time I've gotten someone a watch or seen them on, seen it on their wrist, they've yeah, it, it, they just rave about it. And then all the expos that we've been doing, it's sort of a um, easy sell as soon as they see the display. Yeah, real standout. We might fire some of these questions at you, mate. They're very, um, it's a broad range, so I'm not expecting you to know answers to every single one. Some are very individual from user experiences, so we can see how we go and just do your best. But, um, Croaks, you want to pick one to fire off straight away? Yeah, I might start one with the, the sleep stuff, Nate. So, like, I've been wearing it every single night. I'm just curious, like, how the watch knows whether you're in deep sleep or REM or, you know, light sleep? Like, what what does it use to determine that? Well, it's sort of really based it off a few things. So, obviously, heart rate's the number one. Um, but then also, it's sort of when you're in REM sleep and deep sleep and then light sleep, you're in different phases of sort of movement within your sleep. So, if you are sort of rolling around and sort of tossing about, you're probably in a light sleep. Um, REM and deep, I, I don't know the exact scientific um, sort of reasoning to why those two sort of are stand apart, but I seem to, for the life of me, since I've come to New Zealand, can't get any uh, a REM sleep. So um, I'm assuming it's sort of, it's more of a comfort sleep um, with that REM. So you're probably, um, yeah, moving a lot less um than sort of a light sleep but yeah you, you've been getting some good scores croak so i'm assuming you you've been working flat out the last few weeks <laughs> nah just put the earplugs in mate and just sleep like a baby yeah let viv get up to the kids yeah do you know well, many well, people Nate, who have got a hundred like is that a big thing when you get a hundred i know you get the badge but like when you guys were getting high 90s i was like this is unheard of um i think the highest i've had is 89 all right. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I average sort of nine hours of sleep a night. But since being in here in, in New Zealand, I haven't gone over 52. So, oh, really? Uh, so it gets the trends. Yeah. Do you reckon yeah. Garmin Australia look to do something like put all the people that get 100 out of 100 into like, you know, some kind of special club, maybe incentivize them to do some ambassador work or something like that? Because it must be only a handful of people Australia-wide. Yeah, probably. Mm. Um, I'll have to... I'll have to um, sort of ask the question and see where the, how many um, people have notched up 100, but I couldn't imagine it being too many. Hey, Nath, I've got one for you. That's um, This is from my own running. So when I wear it on the treadmill, the first K I do, so I'll jump on and set it at like 12K an hour, five-minute K pace, 
the first K will always like lap at like say 4.15 pace and then every other K then is pretty close to five minute K pace. Do you know what's happening in that first K that's different to all the other Ks? Um, oh, it's a great question. I, I would almost assume it could be a few things. Like your arm carriage could be just a little bit quicker because you're not sort of warmed up um, and sort of in a fluid technique. But it, yeah, it can be a few things. Um, I wouldn't necessarily know exactly why because being indoor, being on the treadmill. Um, but yeah, that's probably my sort of understanding would be sort of the arm carriage might be a bit different. And then once you get into your full rhythm, um, it sort of gets back to sort of where it needs to be. But um, yeah, I was it, thinking it, that all like maybe the cadence, you know, when you're taking those tiny steps to get moving. Exactly. Because that's what it's really basing it off. Um, it's not sort of basing it off any GPS connectivity or anything like that. So um, it can be sort of, yeah, a few things, but I would assume it would be more you're not warmed up and you're not in that sort of normal technique. Yeah. Tell us about, um, I've got one here from a listener, the how has no brand yet figured how to get the accurate wrist heart rate or any tips to improve it from people out there who are relying on wrist heart rate? Yeah, this is, it's an ongoing question and I think you guys have touched on it the last sort of few weeks as well and probably previous to that as well. Um, but I think it, it's based on a few things. So as you guys were touching up that Julian had the um, scientific word of it last last week was the, um, the, the bl- blood makeup in the skin's a lot less. So, um, but there's a few things. So obviously wrist size so then if the watch is sitting um flat on the top of that wrist um but then you've also got skin makeup tattoos seem to always cause a bit of um sort of disturbance um but it is improving i've got an epix gen 2 pro on my wrist now and they're up to that gen 5 heart rate so with that it's a little bit more accurate in activity as well um but yeah, once again, it really depends. Someone might sweat a little bit more, so that's sort of going to always set up a bit of a disturbance with that as well. But it can be um, a few things. It is improving, um, but it's probably never going to be get to that hundred percent just because of where it sits on the body. A lot of people, a lot of people say that in the warm temperature, it's it's fine because the capillaries and the um, the blood is is going closer to the surface, and then when it's cold, it it doesn't work very well at all because it it sort of goes further away from the surface. Is well, that? Um, yeah. yeah, I'd say that would all but almost be correct. But then also in warmer weather, you swell up, so your wrist the watch is going to be tighter on the wrist, so it's going to yeah. sit a bit better as well. Um, Based, compared to the cold, it's going to sit sort of above the skin um, rather than or sort of in it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, there's a few things. Um, I've I've never really had, with the 965 or the Epics, I've never had bad readings. It might not have been 100% correct, but it's quite levelled. So um, it's, it's getting more consistent, but, yeah, it, it's never going to be a hundred percent correct so it but you could say that about heart rate straps um 
they're going to be a little bit more pinpoint. If risk heart rate might get to that point, um, Gen 5 is get, getting that close. But, um, yeah, once again, it just really depends on where it sits on the body. Yeah. So, Nath, for the um, 965, what are, like, your top three to five settings that you'd make sure you have on? Yeah, well, number one, I always say is put that all plus multiband on. Um, so with multiband, that's being able to connect to different satellite signals at the same time. So sort of if you're in urban scape, so through buildings, tunnels, those sort of things, it's going to be able to connect to the best um, connection there. But then also if you're going from there to the TAN, um, where there's a few usual um, drop-off points, it's going to be, sort of have no lag there. So you're never going to have a drop-off point at any point. So with that, yes, it does um, sacrifice a little bit of battery, but I'm still getting sort of 10 um, days out of my 965 running every day. So it doesn't really hinder too much. Um, another setting would be your data field. So really sort of um, fixing up what data fields you're seeing in your run and being able to access them as quick as possible. So if you're just going for your normal run, you're obviously going to have your sort of uh, average pace or your, your pace at the time, distance and timer, and maybe your heart rate. But then if you're doing an activity, you probably want that lap screen um, just below that. Or yeah, so just one click away. So there's a few things that there that you can sort of manipulate it to be better use have that better experience with the watch um what's another few things um like for me mapping capabilities so whenever i travel now with my um trail running it's massive so i before i head out every day now whenever i'm traveling i draw up a map um, on garmin connect um pretty simple and you, it takes 10 seconds and it's on your watch straight away so you're ready to go so you you never get lost. Um, that's an, yeah, something that I've been using massively. So there, it, it just really depends on what the user is wanting to experience. Um, I would always recommend to wear the watch 24-7 um, so you can get all that data a lot more accurate. So with your sleep and your HRV status, it's going to really um, hinder what your recovery is. Um, and then that's going to internally change your race predictor and all those things are going to be a lot more unified um, rather than if you just wear it for running um, that race predictor is probably going to be out because it doesn't know how you're recovering what yeah. about the um the one that i like has been not that i i don't like it because i use it very often but the incident detection it just yes. seems like such a safe like really smart feature to have on your watch yeah, definitely is. Um, so with that incident detection, so you're going to have to, it's within Bluetooth of your phone. So um, whenever you're out during an activity, especially for me, I probably should have it on um, doing all these mountain runs that I'm doing. But um, yeah, if you sort of out and about and sort of anywhere really, um, and you have a big stack or um, even get yeah, on the off chance a bike or a car, um, but yeah, it's it's a really just nice beacon for your loved ones to know that you've got that on. So yeah, you need, to, it, you need to have your phone with you. Is that right, Nate? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a 
that's probably a little little bit of a pain for some people. But I remember I went down and I went down hard, kicked a rock. Like I remember just lying on the ground and then my watch just went nuts. Um, and I thought, oh, this is bloody handy because there is a chance that say I knock my head, I'm just out oh, yeah. in the so middle you of can't nowhere. Get your phone and call someone. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah, say. No, Wouldn't you, you just pull can't. your phone out and call someone? Why do you need a yeah? Okay, if you fall, yeah. you go down. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. all those sort of bigger incidences. Like obviously, if you fell over and it started beeping, and you've just grazed your knee or you're fine, you're going to turn it off um, and stop the alert. But yeah, it's for those instances where you probably like come off half a cliff or fall down and smack your head. Yeah, yeah. Hey Nathan, I did a workout the other day, like playing the workout and Garmin Connect sent it to the watch. And then my last effort was, say, like a one minute, and then that was the end of the workout. And it kind of beeped saying, like, end of workout. I'd started walk, walking, and then I looked down, and it was still, like, ticking along. Is there a way to, like, put a setting in so it actually stops fully so then you don't have to click stop as well at the end of workouts? Um, it should. I haven't really – let me That's have a right. look. I'll, I'll keep there is, that. I think I set my workout up the other day and there was an actual question or an option to stop the the run yeah, okay. or, or to keep it going un, unended. Yeah, I, gotcha. I reckon they did have an option. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I'd assume it would be very similar to um, because all it knows is you're probably going to go into a minute recovery or whatever your recovery was. So it, there's probably an option there that you can um, say, yeah, stop it after the eighth rep or something yeah. like that rather okay. than going into an activity. Yeah. Okay. Playing around with that one. There's a lot to play around in there. Uh, what else we yeah. got from the yeah. listeners here? Um, share workouts with other Garmin users. Do you know if that's possible, Nath? Can like you send so, stuff you've created to other people on Garmin Connect? So this was a strange one because I wasn't too sure exactly because, yeah, you'd sent this one through and I was sort of having a little ponder. But if if it's a workout what, that they've done, um, you can share that activity with someone else. Um, but exactly doing a sort of sharing a workout, I don't believe you can. Um, so let me just... I'll, I'll, jump, in, I'll jump in there because yeah, I reckon the reason why they asked is there, there were definitely models of garments in previous years. Like, and I'm, I'm talking years ago. I remember training with like Marty Dent and guys like that. That's boys do it. If, if he had, say, um, I don't know, like six-minute tempo, two-minute hard, 90-second um, jog in his watch, he could share it to another watch um, with, you know, within the group and they would have the session in their watch. But then that that has seemed to have disappeared in, in recent times. Like that, that's an awesome function, but I don't know yeah, how you do that or whether you can do it anymore. Yeah, I remember Raph yeah. Ball, like had on his website all these different Garmin Connect files that were workouts. So say like Monofartlek or whatever it was, he just had them all there and you could just click on them and then it would come in your library. We used to be able to share it from watch to watch, like via Bluetooth, just yeah, like really? in, the, in, the, in the training group, yeah, in the car park before you start. No way Bluetooth was a, was a thing back then. Well, no, like we definitely were able to do it, I'm sure. I, I, I tried to do it the other night and I couldn't actually. How'd you try to do it? I tried to do it from um, Garmin Connect when I made the workout. To because I thought I remember doing it as well back in the day. Mm. 
but yeah, I tried to um, share it to someone who was doing the same workout as me. Yeah, interesting. I'll leave that one with you, Nathan. I have to answer it right on the spot yeah, here. I might, I might have to um, do a bit more research on that one. But throwing some curly ones at you. You got yeah, one more for me, Chris? Oh. Um, oh, I just had a question here. The 955 versus the 965, is it the same other than the screen being different? Yeah, it is. Um, mostly, well, you've got a Gen 4 heart rate, wrist heart rate in it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's generally pretty similar. Um, it's just that user experience. So with that AMOLED display, you're going to be a little, it's going to be that a little bit more easier to see in any lighting. Um, and then as we've touched on with the mapping, um, it sort of enhances that experience a lot better. Um, but it, in essence, it is quite similar. And a lot of people, I do get um, asked the question of, what's new but they're expecting sort of the gps side of things to be completely different um but it's essentially sort of like a car i always say it's the car drives the same it's just those added extras that you get with it so um it's all about that experience with the amoled display um and then now you've got that multi-band um so it's a little bit more sort of refined in terms of that data that you're getting it's worth it. The screens are worth it. What's and the difference in price, Moose, from the 55 to the 65? Uh, I don't know. We, we, we won't, I honestly didn't think the yeah. 55 was, was worth it, uh, so we never stocked it. But I think this, the 65 with the, the screen and the mapping and all that, I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is well worth it. It, it feels like you've got a, like, a, like a TV on your arm. It feels like an odd little iPad on your wrist. The way that you can see things, the way that you can zoom in on the maps and actually see like exactly where you're going. And it shows me trails that aren't even like supposed to be known about. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Secret trail, most. Yeah, they're not <laughs> like on parks maps because they're not like legal walking tracks. But the garment knows they're there. <laughs> well, like yeah, one of the, one of my first runs with the watch, I was out at the Dandenongs, and I did. Um, I just went running and didn't really look where I was going, and then I sort of got to a point I was like, I better get back. So I just did track back, and it sent me on the tiniest trails, and that's off on a whim. Um, so it's the quickest way back to your car, and it just yeah, it just knew everything. So it's, but and then. Also, if you are just running and you don't do track back, you see those trails on your wrist um, coming up. So, yeah, it's pretty game-changing. And then that's that's where that display really enhances that experience. What about the um, race predictors, Nate? We've spoken about them a lot over the years. This person's written in saying they had a predict for the, predictor for their marathon to run 3.30 and they ran 2.55. You're saying, you've kind of answered this already, like you've got to have it on all the time he said he wears it every single run but you mean in sleeping in it working in it doing everything in it well yeah because with with your run activity it's and it really depends on how your heart rate sits in those activities as well um so it really depends on that but then yeah as we touched on the recovery side of things is the massive thing so if you're finishing an activity and it's saying 
72 hours recovery, but it doesn't know how you're recovering. Um, that's probably why it's giving you that large um, sort of gap. But yeah, it, it's a few things. Um, and then also it just really, it's, it's never going to be pinpoint. Like if these watches are for everyone, um, so you can have someone that's a four or five hour marathon runner and you can have someone that's a two hour marathoner wearing these things. So it really is going to be sort of categorized where you sit, um, depending on your VO2 max and all those sort of things as well. So it is a large part of it is that recovery. So wearing it for sleep, wearing it for yeah, your HRV through the day and just sort of your stress levels. So your body battery is a massive one to be sort of keeping on top of everything. So that sort of takes in all um, all the data that it's getting. Um, and so your body battery now, it can actually lift. I just had a nap today um, and it went up sort of three or four points um, throughout the day. So it's really taking in a lot more of that side of things. So I think that's where the future of these um, units are going is more sort of the recovery and how to better that um, rather than more that performance side of things because your watch isn't going to necessarily make you run quicker. It's going to make you recover better. Mm. Interesting. Any more for him, fellas? Uh, not from me. There's one here. It doesn't matter what heart rate strap you got either, does it? Like you don't have to buy a Garmin one. These watches will work with anything. That's from yeah, David. Any- yeah. Yeah, yeah, with Bluetooth connectivity, um, yeah, it'll pick it up. As as you guys have touched on, you've been using one of our competitors um, and it's been working fine. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I figured that issue out too, didn't I? I told you that. Done some homework for you. Hey, has Garmin got one coming out, optical? Um, not that I can see. Um, we might be having – there might be something coming – in the new year for women um but i can't really speak too much on it i don't even know any details um it's a very confidential company so i don't mm. really get all too many things coming up in the future but um i think i think it's an exciting space um it's it's probably more based on that yeah as i said that recovery side of things is probably we that's where the big next move's going to be um but I think at the moment we should just all enjoy that, yeah, we can have sort of an AMOLED display on our wrist and um, still have good battery life. Do you um, – do someone's written here about – like obviously it supports Spotify, but do you think YouTube Music or Apple Music in future will be on there? Yeah. Well, this – yeah, it's an ongoing question, this one. Like Spotify, Amazon and Deezer, the three that we do have, um, three pretty big um, – providers but yeah youtube is an ongoing question um it possibly but i think there's a a lot of logistics behind that and then apple probably no for numerous of reasons um one being their own um yeah yeah so i think i think it's more more than just being able to access it it's probably more of a company V company or um yeah a bit more logistic side of things oh this is a good one here as well so like after you listen to something on your watch and then on spotify it shows you haven't listened to it yet you guys notice yeah. that i saw this one i was mm. assuming 
what it is is he's downloaded that playlist to his watch. Um, so as he's downloaded it across, Spotify doesn't really read um, that he's listened to it on the on the watch. I would assume that's the ah uh, yeah yeah, which would be the same with podcasts as well. Yeah, it'd be like um, yeah, exactly. Like if you download it, um, it's not going to sort of come up. Show that you've played it yet, especially if you've listened to it while um, without internet, like on a plane or something like that. So yeah, there's, there's a few things, but I, that's what I'd assume it would be. Yeah, good one. I've learned a lot tonight, Nath. You boys got any other questions before we let him go? No, just thanks for your time and, and uh, yeah, enjoy your your training camp. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure um, finally to be on and, well, on properly. And, but, yeah, no, um, keep doing the great work you guys are doing. I appreciate it, Nath. Thanks, Nathan. Have a good holiday over there. And then what races can we look out for you next year? Um, so, yeah, I've got a VK here. In February, so which is a 3.6k race with uh, 1,200 meters of vert. So, yeah, not for the faint-hearted, but um, and then from there, it's just yeah, sort of the trail um, season for me, which hopefully will get see me um, get to Spain in September for um, World Sky Running. Beautiful, bit of XCR in there as well, I'm sure for Western A's. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we need to bring down the bats, so. Um, we've come, I think we've come second the last what three or four years. So I can't. Yeah, we've we've got to win. Um, twenty twenty was our chance, but COVID had other things. But um, yeah, now nah, we'll try and get the W this year. I reckon. Awesome, Nate. It's good to hear your voice. See you later. See you running around the track in Melbourne. Yep, sounds good. I might see you up in uh, Echuca soon. Yeah, when you're flinging some watches, hear the little rep around here. I enjoy running with you. Come up, we'll do yeah, a workout yeah. together again. And then I'm sure I'll see Julian in store soon. Yep. Come down, mate. Buy some coffees for the crew. They'll love it. Number one store, yeah. wouldn't he, Moose? <laughs> Clear a few units? Uh, not quite. Not quite. We're working on it, though. Okay. All right, Nate. Yeah. Beautiful. Mate. Thanks for your time. See you later. Yeah. All right, Moose. Moose on the loose. Let's bring this show home. Wouldn't mind getting to bed in the next 20 minutes, I reckon. Hmm. What do we got? Oh, yeah, Moose on, on the loose. Um I, I did have something, but I, I forgot about it. But I, it was going to be, I think we've done it before, people that are late to runs. And, oh, no, I had one this morning. All right, here's a good one. Now, we're out on a run this morning, Toby, Ali, myself. So three genuine superstars of running all in the one space. We all live on the surf coast. So this is like, this is a high, powerful group run. Now, piss and rain, we're running along. I need to go to the bathroom in the, in the bush because we're in the middle of the bush. I'm like, all right, I'll be back in a sec. Or I think I – look, I might have fucked this one up because I said, yeah, I'll catch up in a minute. I'm gonna just got to pop in here. Now, in a group of three people, the, I think, in my opinion, the expectation is that if someone stops for the bathroom – you're waiting for them, right? Three people, you stop for one person in the bathroom. Group of 30, you're not stopping for one person. Group of 10, you're not stopping for one person. I think five and below, you're stopping if someone goes to the bathroom. However, I get out of the bush. 
I'm like, where have these fuckers gone? Not even thinking about stopping. They've just run off four minute K pace down the road. And I'm like, are they for real? We're not even halfway into our run yet. I'm going to run by myself the whole way home and they're going to run together. This is some poor, poor etiquette out on a run. Luckily, they came to an intersection and they didn't know which way that I had planned on going. And so they stopped and I got up to them and they're like, oh, which way? So the, the stop wasn't even to do with me not being there. It was to do with them not knowing which way to go. Now, I thought that was like, oh, hold on. This is some bad running etiquette here. What do you boys think about that? They had the assumption that you were going to catch them and pick up the pace? Well, no, I'm not going to. It's a fucking easy run. I'm not going to run 330s to catch up. That's just, that's poor. But is that what like, they thought? Is that what they said when you went? You can't, you can't think that. I, I would have said that off the cuff. Oh, I'll catch up, which basically means if you're on an easy run, back, stop. Back, or back it off a bit at least. At oh. least there was no backing off. They were engaged in conversation. They were off. If I spend a lot of time in groups less than five, like if I hit five, that's probably maximum. And we keep going and then just back off the pace and let them catch up. Yeah, all right. But what is, Or sometimes we'll loop back. What sort of break we're talking here? Oh, because like 30 seconds to 90 seconds. Oh yeah, I, I would have been a mi- yeah, probably a minute. Yeah, probably a minute, and that's a, that's pretty hard to catch back up. Yeah, so that's why you got to drop. If you've been running four tens, you might be rolling four fifties. Like they still got to, they've still got to drop down to maybe three fifties, three forty fives. But you're not expecting them to roll three minute case catch you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I thought that was touch and go there, but did not got pretty fired up as I was jogging back. Luckily, they stopped. The other option, so what? sometimes what I've done in the past is I will keep running, but I will run like 45 seconds out and then I'll turn around and run 45 seconds back. So like I'm not going to leave the person, but I'm just going to keep moving. Yeah. But the yeah. trouble with that is if they run too far back and they get an eyeful of someone squatting behind a tree, oh. <laughs> no well, one wants to see that. Yeah, well, that's why I'd normally always overestimate. So I always run out a little bit further so that generally there's no chance of that. And so they'll be back running by the time I bump into them. But, you know, yep. it means that the person might be running by themselves for like 30 seconds to a minute, oh. not not 10 minutes trying to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's stiff. <laughs> what What's the, the group limit, you think, before you, you don't stop? Five? Uh, well, I reckon even so, – so when we used to do, like, big group runs here in Canberra like, and we're often doing the same loop every week, we'd actually have designated piss stops. So yeah. it would be like, you know, 9K in, there was a, a, a point, and then you'd often wait at the top of a big hill and regroup. That was the same in Ballarat. There were piss stops. Yeah. You know, Jamie the Beast Cook ripped the group to shreds one day in Bendigo for not stopping. Oh, really? You and him is very similar personalities, I, think, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, me and Cookie. Couple he of absolutely drilled people at the top of the hill, one tree hill in Bendigo. <laughs> um, just on that, though, I don't think it's a number thing. I think it depends on who it is. Yeah, just dump the bloke you don't want to hear about. Well, hear from. no, if you're in a group and it's Mono has 30 of us in Ballarat and Mono peels off and you go, well, we don't stop because there's 30 of us, I reckon you're still stopping because it's Steve Monaghetti. Well, you're still putting the brakes on. You know what I mean? I reckon if you're the alpha down there, and I reckon that's where you've really, um, this is why it's really hit home hard with you here today because you think you're the alpha and these two have just kept pedaling down the path. Don't give a shit. But you know how I knew I was the alpha? It's because I got to the intersection and they were like, what happens now? The boss isn't here. Daddy's not here to tell us which way yeah. to go. 
And so Daddy had to catch him, and then he said, "Kids, this way." All confident until they got to the crossroad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's another thing. If you're if you're joining a group run, it's like, well, you need the person there who's the local. Yeah, or the one who's designed the loop. Yeah. At least. I like that. Let's put that on social media this week. See what Zachy can do. I'd love to hear the listeners' uh, ideas there. Should we move on? What's coming up? Nothing really, is there? Oh, isn't um, Jess Hull and Lyndon Hall are both doing one of those handicap races down in Tassie, I reckon? Mm. That could be one thing to watch before the end of the year. Stewie and, running them again this year? No, I think they went high on the men. I don't know, because Stewie's usually down there, though, isn't he? Yeah. I reckon they spent the money on Lyndon and Jess, though. Because it was Ollie and Stewie last year, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, you'd have to. Um, you couldn't afford everyone. Mm, Stewie's a Tassie. Maybe he's just going home and jumping in him. Not sure. Um, but next year, fellas, the award show, this is the categories. Performance of the year, athlete of the year, one to watch for 2024, race of the year, which happened in 2023, most improved, most consistent. I'm going to make our uh, Google form tomorrow, Croak, so we've got some things to read out from the listeners. Put that on Patreon tomorrow, and then it'll go on our link on bio, Facebook page, um, Instagram and Facebook uh, Wednesday as well. We'll get Zacher onto that. And I reckon that's all I can think about happening, but I do have some more news. We are going to have a guest rejoin us. Uh, Nath Pierce, are you there? Let me see if I can unmute you. We forgot Go something, Nath. <laughs> this will really test the listeners to see if they hung up after I got off. After you, yeah. They only tuned oh, yeah, in for you. That's what most of them are hanging out for, mate. <laughs> they knew you were coming on, and they've logged on, heard you, and logged off. Yeah. But, um, you do have an well, announcement, Nath. Sorry, I forgot about this. Well, I'll, I'll, so I'll did you. That, um, the toilet stuff. If, if it was Paddy Stowe, you'd just pick up the pace and run away. <laughs> yeah, dump that, dump that yeah, guy yeah. somewhere deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so jumping back on, um, just to announce, we're doing a bit of a giveaway. So um, on the socials, I think, I believe it will be sort of a post. Um, you're going to have to be following Garmin AU and then comment a friend or tag yeah tag friends or family in the comments as many times as you like and um yeah we're going to give a amp yellow 965 away oh 965 mm. wow oh. did you guys know this no nah. oh, this, this this is zach's work i probably should have read that oh. in an email somewhere but this is big nate this is a good prize yeah that would at what 960 dollars hey valued at 960 dollars they retail for something like that Nine nine nine. Nine nine nine. Okay. Thousand dollars, mate. Well, that's pretty close. That's a thousand dollar watch. That'd be the biggest prize I've ever given away, wouldn't it, Crokes? Oh yeah. I guess did Moose sign something one year? Ah, actually, yeah. It's probably worth that. One of his Australian singlets, didn't you, Moose? The Doha one. It's only going up now too. It's only going up. (laughs) That's a great prize. All right, so we'll put all the instructions onto uh, the social media post and follow exactly whatever the instructions are. Please do not get tricked by the scammers that try to like create um, inside running Facebook, Instagram pages and say they're running the competition because that happens every single time we give away something. Um, we Yeah, please just report those when that happens. And then I'm just looking at the last giveaway competition, which was uh, some Mizuno shoes. Yeah, about a 1,000 entries in there. So this will be big, Nath. We'll get some people talking about this stuff. Yep, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Uh... Um, 2,000 comments this time. 2,000. We can get 2,000. Mm-hmm. Is there any limit on how Sorry. many people you can tag in? Um, no, there's no limit. Just, just go free for all. Go for it. That's easy. Beautiful. All comments better. 
All right, that's good, fellas. We've got Nath here to wrap up the show. What do you got coming up between now and next week, Croaks? Uh, yeah, no, just school holidays. Uh, we might do a day trip to the coast if the weather's nice. Drive down early one morning and um, spend the day there and then drive back late, late afternoon. What about you, Moose? You going back to work or a bit of holidays as well? Uh, bit work tomorrow at the, the race and then still off training camp. Training camp at the moment. It's speaking, nice. Yeah, speaking of training camp, Brady, I hear the Surf Coast training camp's off for you. Well, I don't think it was ever on, was it? Well, did I say I was going on a training camp? I just said I was going to go on down there for a few nights around the 10k. I was thinking. Then I looked up accommodation prices. Have you ever googled accommodation prices down in Anglesey areas in Lake Nath? Oh yeah, it's it's not cheap down there. For a shit hole, they charge a bit of money to stay down there. Come to Canberra, mate. Everything's here other than the beach. Best place to train in the country. Oh, actually, that's the thing. I don't want to go to Anglesey for the beach. I want to go to train with people. So I'm not even. A, I don't need the beach. Got to. Yeah, I just want some try. I just want to do some sessions with people. To be honest, Croaks. Croaks. Can't Sounds help great. you with that. Off my seventy k weeks. Yeah, what's Rob Wilson got coming up? Me and Rob might jump into some sessions together. That's what I need. I just need some training partners. Like, yeah, I might get down there, Moose. I might wait till the summer holidays are like the teachers are still on holidays and everyone else is back at work. Then come yeah. down, you know what All I mean? Right. Like fifteenth of Jan or something like that, twenty fifth, around there. Might get down I'm there not, then. I'm not going to pressure you into it, but I do want might, to be there. You might get something out of it. I'd get a lot out of it. I think some cool weather and some training partners, just yeah. being around some professional athletes too, who take things serious. It's only money, mate. You live once. Yeah, I'd want to bring the whole family though. You want to? It's not that much money. Bring the whole crew down. Have you looked at the prices? It's pretty expensive. My school teacher, no. remember, we don't earn that much money. Some of the locals here, they move out and they rent their yeah. house out for like a, a massive amount just mm. for the, the summer period because they earn a ton and then yeah. they move back in after people go home. People do that in your, my street. Same thing in their parties. Pitch a tent in Moose's backyard. Oh, yeah, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And tiger snakes. Yeah, yeah tiger snakes. <laughs> Next to the tiger snake <laughs> little tire for you there. Yeah, get the heart rate up a bit, wouldn't it? A bit steep, the old block, too, to put your tent on. It's mm. like fucking 30 degree. Yeah, no, good it, no good if it rains. Nate, what do you got coming up between now and next week? Um, oh, just I'm heading to Wanaka tomorrow to train with some of the Kiwis. So just run up some mountains, and that's pretty much it. And I've got a festival on Saturday. So, oh, a music festival? Yeah. Who's yeah, playing? Um, oh, a few sort of underground DJs. Oh, yeah. People you wouldn't know. Ross and yeah. friends. Bicep. Yeah. Well, you're there by yourself in New Zealand. Yeah, here solo. So catching up with um, we Yeah, Toby Bachelor, staying with his family for a few nights. Um, but yeah, just solo nomad trip. Living the life, boys. Imagine how good that would be. Mm-hmm. All right, boys, hey, we're well, done. That's episode 321. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll do it all again next week. Keep an eye out for the uh, Garmin 965 prize and also the guessing, not the guessing, the nominations for the uh, awards for next week's last episode. Well, it's going to be the first episode 2024, but we're going to be talking about everything 2023. Do some research, Moose, on these uh, these awards. Yeah, give, you're going to have to give us the... Um... The list again. Yeah, because that's good seeing what the listeners think. Nathan, you got one off the top of your head, putting you on the spot again here. Athletes of the uh, Year. Athlete of the Year. Pick oh, one. He'll, he'll, male he'll give some trail athlete. <laughs> no, he'll pick yeah, his mate Jack Rayner. 
No, he, no, Jack lost that up, so he's definitely not on there. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I can't even remember what happened to World Champs. It's a tough year this year, I reckon. I reckon I'll Jen. Give it a Jen. She's had a real good year. Yeah, that's what I suggested last True. week. Moose said at least had a better one, though, I think, didn't you? Oh, I know. I, I said it would be hard to give it to one over the other. Lisa's world chance are pretty impressive. We'll, talk, we'll get deep into that next year. I've got one for performance of the year that I reckon no one's going to think about. When you look right. at the, when you look at the numbers on it, I reckon it will pop up a bit in our quiz in our form. But yeah, something something quite phenomenal happened. Because remember, like the year started in Jan, some stuff happened early. Yeah. Anyway, we'll discuss it next week. Mm-hmm. See you, boys. See ya. Have a good See week. Ya. This episode of the Inside Running Podcast is powered by Garmin and their Forerunner 965 GPS smartwatch, which goes beyond the basics, offering detailed insights into your running dynamics, VO2 max estimates, heart rate variability, recovery times, and much, much more. Visit garmin.com.au for more details.